This is Michelle. This is Mia. And this is Cassie. And, and we know what you did on Fear Street. Hello, all you Shady Side High alums. Cut! You're doing great, but maybe try it with a little more enthusiasm. <sighs> Hello, all you Shady Side High alums. Get out your Tiger Beat magazine and your autograph book because Hollywood is coming to Fear Street. It's glamour versus evil in the thrilling conclusion of 99 Fear Street, the third horror. Nah. <laughs> I like it. Good. I had time to read it, so. <laughs> so, we're reading the last book in this trilogy. Yep. You would have thought they'd want to go out with a... Well, I guess they did yeah. go out with a bang. Yeah, they definitely did. I, I uh, guess they did. A literal bang, not a figurative bang. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <coughs> are you doing the reading? Sorry, I'm pulling stickers off my notebook because that seemed important. <laughs> Our dramatic reading is next. Lights, camera, murder. Cody Frazier always swore she'd come back to 99 Fear Street. She knows the spirit of her dead sister Callie is trapped there waiting to be set free. Now, Cody is starring in a movie about the evil that murdered Callie, set in the very house that destroyed their family. If she can just find Callie, she can help her. But Callie doesn't want to be saved. She's been waiting all this time for revenge. And once the movie camera is rolling, Callie is going to give Cody the surprise of a lifetime. The surprise ending. You missed something. Of a lifetime. Meh. <laughs> Good. Um, Both. Question. Is Callie Little Red Riding Hood? Yes. <laughs> there was like... this. I just like how Bob thinks that just because she's a ghost, she has to wear, like, a drapey white... Nightgown? Nightgown. Yeah, like... But, yeah. Didn't she die in her nightgown, though? Did she? I don't no. know if she was wearing a nightgown. I mean, she died Everyone at Everyone in these books wear nightgowns. That's true. Wears true. nightgowns. Yeah, she did die at, <clears throat> in the... Uh, I can't remember. Did she wake up from a dream? <clears throat> I don't know, but it was it was the knocking, and she thought it was Cody, and then she, it wasn't. It was her, but dead her. Right. So I assumed she was in a nightgown. Okay. All right. Wearing a red cloak. I mean, maybe it's cold in her see-through nightgown. <laughs> yeah. I loved this cover when I was a kid. Yeah, I loved it so good. much. I thought she was creepy as hell. This should be Seraphir. Agreed. Like, you know what I mean? This should be a Seraphir book. Not, uh, I died two years ago. <laughs> yeah. I agree. However, I still think she looks creepy as hell. Yeah. yeah. No, She's she definitely creepy. Like, it's a, it's a creepy book. This is one that, like, I would pick up and be like, what is that about? She also looks really young. Yeah. Like, she doesn't look 17 or whatever. She, she looks, looks like. She looks like 
15 or 14. <laughs> yeah, like junior high. Also, once again, as cool as this house looks, definitely not post-war. It's got still, like clapboard siding and... Still doesn't have a porch. And definitely not like as... The house isn't described to being as big as this house looks. Yeah. This looks, house looks humongous. It is yeah. humongous. But... They don't describe it like that. <clears throat> no. You could fit like half of the row houses on my street in this one house. Uh-huh. Yeah, it also has like a solarium or something. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> like behind her translucent yeah. body. I don't know. Like they don't talk about this is like a grand entryway. Yeah. This window in the top. Like that they don't talk about walking into a grand entryway. They walk into the living room. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, let's get into it then. Okay. All right. So we're back on Fear Street after Cody moves to LA for two years. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a long time. Like, oh. I would have expected it would be more. I'm glad she's coming home or like coming back for for Callie sooner rather than later, but two years doesn't it like she's acting like it's been 12 years and she's like an adult now and she's definitely got some ptsd going on it doesn't seem long enough for her to have finished high school start acting yeah like somehow got her story out there to write a movie movie, got everything ready for it to like shoot got the location all squared away and yeah, it okay, takes first a long all, time to make a movie. Did she bring the story to the studio? Because how the hell else did I have no they idea. learn about this? I don't know. How would they know about this? But nothing else about, like, all the other... I don't know. And yeah. And I imagine a lot of this happened while she was still in high school. Because, you know, kids in high school act. Yeah, but she's the... Are they twins? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they were twins. Not identical twins, which means the ending makes no sense, but they were twins. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah, like, but seems like she, it like, I don't know, what I got from it was that she started acting, like, it says in here, like, she finished school and started Went acting, to acting school. Went to acting school, yeah, started acting. It sounds to me like she, like, wrote the screenplay or something and brought it to somehow the studio got a hold of it. When she said went to acting school, I just assumed she took one of those classes where you go to, like, a theater and you yeah. do an improv or like a yeah. drama class or something. I think yeah. that's it. That's all she did. Yeah. Right. Because she knows nothing about. about making a movie. And yeah. I'm like, if you actually went to school for this, you would know what these things are. Yeah. Yeah. And why isn't she just playing herself? Right. Because they offered her the lead. Yeah. And she why? gets, honestly, there's a part where they talk about how she, was always je- somebody says you were always jealous of Callie and now you finally get to be her and I was like dude deep because that's yeah. true yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean classic shady side right oh yeah so but like if she was like if she was involved <coughs> with the, writing the movie though wouldn't like why wouldn't she just write it from her perspective and then she would be the lead I don't think she was involved with actually writing it mm-hmm. no uh, I think she I think, def- I think well I was gonna say I think though like producer director guy wrote it what's his name Bo. Bo. yeah it's yeah, like she- they made it sound like he wrote it but i don't know how he has all this information at one point i had a theory about him which was not true but would have <laughs> been a way better 
He was actually dead and a ghost? No, he was shape-shifting Callie. Dude, that would have been awesome. That's how he wrote it, because he actually experienced everything. Oh my god, I would have loved that. And then if he'd melted into Callie at the end, that would have been brilliant. That would have been really good. Why was that not how it ended? Yeah. Because I don't understand how else he could have written this. Like, there's no way he knew all this. Like, even if there was, like, news articles or what, because they did make it sound like there was some sort of, like, she's well-known, that Callie, or Cody's well-known, because they wanted the publicity of her being in the movie. But they can't know this amount of details unless they had experienced it. She had to have told them everything. That's what I mean. That's why I assume she was involved with the writing process, because, like, there's no way they would have known stuff that she was telling them. I think... She pitched it. I don't know how she got anywhere in the studio to pitch it, but she <laughs> made a contact, she pitched it, and then they made her tell them everything. <laughs> or maybe, like, somehow this, what happened in this house, like, became national <coughs> news media, and they saw her on, like, Oprah or whatever. Right. How? Or Sally, like, Jesse, Raphael, I don't know what was on back then. Both. And, right. Um... They like were like this would be make an awesome movie. Let's get in contact with her and like fix, Maybe. and get all the details and make a movie. But right. Since when do they let stories like this get out of sh- get out of shady side? That's what I'm wondering because like yeah, look at all the other crazy ass shit that happened so, that would make a movie. Basically, what you're saying is somebody at the news local news in shady side done screwed up. Yeah, they didn't flashy thing them. Yeah, because they left and went to LA and like told their story and then and then yeah. everybody believed them but then didn't believe there's a ghost right or di- and didn't think the place was haunted and like and yet you believed all of the other stuff yeah yeah how would you explain all of that if you don't think the house is haunted or like evil good question but every time she was like a ghost they were like yeah you're uh should we get you some help right and i'm like but the goo makes sense because you seem to believe her about the goo. Right. And the heads. Yeah, and the heads. Um, okay, so if you don't believe her, though, what do you think happened to the boy and the daughter? Like, what do you think happened to them then? They have to believe that their parents killed James. Yeah. Like, they have to because they found James in the fucking wall. And why would they... Yeah. And why would they, like, not... If they thought that the house actually killed James and Callie, why would they film a movie there? Good question. Okay. <clears throat> to save money, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so she's back at the house. She's, like, um, thinking about how she's there to make a movie, and um, she has two co-workers, or, like, co Actor, yeah, co-stars. One's named Ant. Wait, his name's not Anthony. He's playing Anthony. The guy that's playing Anthony is named Rob. Man, how many Robs do we have? So many. So many. And Johns. There's been a lot of Johns too. Um. So we got Rob, who's playing Anthony, but apparently a bigger part. Yeah, they definitely like increased the size of his role. Right. Probably because his daddy is the studio exec. And probably because they want <clears throat> Bob wanted him to be the love interest. Right. So. Right. <laughs> uh, and then Persia, 
is like the bitch yeah. playing Cody. <clears throat> she's the worst. She too. Really is. She's her, awful. Yeah, but her like she is like some like really harsh. Yeah, like, I just, but like good ones too though. I'm like, damn girl. I I just want to be like you were in one shitty kids show. Like <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Although she is taking the role of the um, loose cannon asshole character in this Wait. one. And it's a little refreshing that it's not a dude. Yeah, there aren't any of those asshole dudes. Yeah, at all. that's a good point. Just a, just a bitchy girl. Right. I mean, I don't like the mean girl trope, but for Bob, kind of a change of pace. I feel like he doesn't use Mean Girls a whole lot, other than Reva. Yeah, not a ton. Like, the girls in in these books are usually friends. They're usually, you know, they hang out, they don't hate each other. I mean, there is a lot of boyfriend stealing, but... And yet they all still manage to be friends. Right, right. I feel like boyfriends in Shadyside are kind of like, um... They're kind of like your favorite Barbie, you know? Like, you just share them around for a while. (laughs) Can we make Gary Brandt Ken? Gary Brandt. Oh, for sure. Gary Brandt definitely gets around. Oh, my God. (laughs) Evidenced in cheerleaders? Yeah. Yes. Him and Justin Stiles, man. Justin's, like, faded to the background, though. Gary Brandt just keeps popping up. Yeah. So, Justin Stiles is Kevin? Yes, he's Kevin. I feel like Justin Stiles maybe finally finished working his way through the cheerleaders, and there's no one left to date in Shadyside. So, he's just, like, bored. Hello, new freshman. He's gotta wait. He's gotta wait till next year. Maybe he graduated. Well, then he's Matthew McConaughey, right? Yeah. (laughs) I knew I had a crush on Gary Brandt when I was, like, a kid, but I thought it was just because of the overnight for some reason, but now I'm, like, now it's in, like, every book. Showing up. Like, I think subliminally, subliminally, Bob was telling me, like, this guy is hot. Everybody he, wants him. So he's I'm the like, only one you can remember. I, like, fell for it. I was like, Gary Brandt is hot. <laughs> I a crush on him. There's only one guy character I remember in these books having a crush on, and when we get to that book, you guys are gonna laugh so hard at me because he's <laughs> like the cheesiest wait. guy, oh cheesiest guy I can't wait ever. Either. Oh, just wait till we get to it; it's gonna be hilarious. So, um, the director's name is Bo Montgomery, and him and his like co—I don't know—who's Sam? Is he like the? He's like a he's, producer. Yeah, and yeah. also like the location scout prop master like jack of all trades if he is the location scout he's really terrible at his job i don't think there was a location scout i think the studios were like you can make this movie but only if you do it in the actual house the only way we're giving you any money maybe um which also at one point i was like what location scout is allowing them to make changes to this? Like you specifically find a location because it has things that you want. You don't like paint a house or build things in. I'm 
Well, I'm sure they do build some things in, but the scale at which it made it sound like they were doing renovations, like that wouldn't happen on most movies unless they're building on a sound stage. On location, you specifically find the place because it has these things. My friend is a location scout. Like, See, and I don't think that was their... That's not how they went into this movie. They went into this movie... First of all, they're not giving him any money because right. his last two movies sucked. And they want to use it for marketing. They want it that they're hoping right. this movie's going to be big because of the marketing. Because right. Cody's in it and because it takes place in the actual house. Right. So they start with that. And then when it doesn't have exactly what they need, then they build out. Like I think yeah. that's a different reason for why they chose this place. Right. So they're, like, in the house, like, talking about how he didn't want Cody because she's not, like, a professional actress. But they said that, like, they had the – he was, like, forced to use her. Right. And uh, then they go down to the basement for some reason, and then they get attacked by rats. Never go to the basement. <laughs> right. And then after that, I would have been like, we're changing locations, but yeah. they don't. Instead, they get Mr. Hankers. Yeah. Right. Also, I still want to know who trained these rats, but now I know. Now you know. Um, I thought it was the ancient evil. Yeah, I still think it is. I still think it is, too. Um, I have a small theory about the rats. I have so many questions about the rats. Like, honestly, if I had a catchphrase for this book, it'd be, excuse me, I have a question. <laughs> because I have so many questions. Yeah. Still, even after finishing this book, I still have a lot of questions. Right. Me too. So uh, Rob and Cody are, like, flirty, and they have, like... Gross. Yeah. <laughs> and I like Rob's, that, like, always comforting her because Purge is, like, super mean to her all the time. I like that Rob doesn't, like, fool around with this, though. He, like, from the beginning is like, I like you, let's date. Right. <clears throat> and I thought, see, I thought he was going to have, like, a ulterior motive to it. And he didn't. But he didn't. He yeah. was just, like, nice. Yeah. It's weird. And dumb because he should have been running for his life. <laughs> That's... Literally everybody making this movie. Right. <laughs> so she, like, admits to him that she's not just back to make a movie, but she's also back because she promised Callie that she would come back, which I didn't understand because as soon as she was talking about how she came back, I'm like, why in the fuck would you come back? Well, yeah. she said at the end of the first one. I don't care what you I'll said. I'll come back for you. Right. I don't care what she said. He said it to me. <laughs> why would you come back and your brother died in there your sister died in there? Because it was her sister. And the house killed her. And you know that. You watched it. Right. Like, two years <coughs> is not long enough. <laughs> but to her, it's like 84 years. She's the old <laughs> lady from Titanic. Yeah, true. <laughs> she does act like it's been forever. So yeah. I would meme that lady from Titanic at her. Then we get Callie's point of view, and she, because Cody sees her in the window, but she thinks maybe she's like seeing something, like because Persia looks like Callie. I apparently. guess. And she thinks maybe it's just her, but then we get like Callie's point of view, where she's like, "Ma ha ha, it is me." 
What makes no sense is why – so Persia's playing Cody. Yes. Cody, like Callie. Cody and Callie are not identical. No. Why does, why does Cody keep mistaking Persia for Callie? I don't know. Because of the blonde hair? So? Right. <laughs> She's not a very good ghost. Also, in this chapter, some kids from the school drive by, and they're like, hey, you're filming a movie? What are you doing? How did they not recognize Cody? They didn't go to school. Yeah, I never went to It was school. just during the summer, and they left before okay. school. Okay. All right. Fine. I'll let it slide. Anthony was, like, the only person they knew. Right. Okay. Because they met him at the mall or whatever. Yeah. They also, this is also the chapter where they go, they have, like, the catering thing, and I was like, yes, catering. It sounded so good. I wanted that in my house, <laughs> like, while I was reading this. Craft services. <laughs> yeah, it sounded amazing. Michelle just wants craft services hanging out in her yes. kitchen. If I'm rich, like, that's, like, the one I thing. I mean. It's the one thing I already know I would have. It's, like, I want a full buffet at my, like. At all times. At all times. Ready for me. Fair. That would be nice. Um. Okay, so chapter four. Oh, this is where the spikes come through the door. Like she like saw oh when she thought she's she thinks she sees Callie, but then she's like, Maybe it's Persia and then Callie's like, like it's not, it's me and like I'm gonna get revenge on you and then Cody tries to run in and somehow spikes fly out of the door and stay there. Callie's getting uh creative. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then like she almost gets, like, impaled by them, but she doesn't. And I really didn't understand how she doesn't. But she doesn't. This book would have been more interesting if she had. Yeah. <laughs> then the director comes over and is like, oh, my gosh, like, who, like, put these spikes here? This isn't, like, part of what I wanted. And then the guy's like, I didn't order that. And I was just like, this is dumb. <laughs> Do you think that after they left... Like, the spikes would have disappeared, right? Right. And they would have, like, checked the door and been like, what the hell? Yeah. They literally just say, oh, the house is up to its old tricks. And then... Wait, I thought Cody said that. Yeah. Okay. But then, like, they just were like, oh, yeah, well, whatever. Like, (laughs) no big deal. Um... So, oh, then right after that, they're like, let's go, um, let's go do the, like, garbage disposal. Yeah. Let's practice yeah. the garbage disposal scene. Um, and I was, like, having PTSD. I'm like, I yeah. can't make another garbage disposal incident. And then there was one. Yep. Yeah, and, um. Which makes well, no sense. Yeah, which, either Bo or Sam, one of them, Rob was like, I, I don't feel good about this. Like, I'm nervous. I don't. Rob I don't, and me. Right. And they were Rob like. smart. Right. They were, just, they were like, you're just scared because you know what's going to happen. And same. Yeah. Like, I, like, knowing what had happened in the previous story and knowing how this house in Cali is. I knew something was going to happen, and I totally predicted it was going to be the producer guy. Well, here's the thing. They have that set up as a prop, right? Prop. Yeah. Like, can thing and whatever. Why the hell is there an actual garbage disposal still in it? That's <laughs> why I was like, I was like, why would there be a garbage disposal down there? There wouldn't be. It would and just like, be that hand, the, right. the glove. There would be nothing down there. Nothing but else. Yeah. They said they're using the sound effects later. They're gonna right. There was no sound right. effects, No grinding noise supposed to happen. Like, it was going to be put in post-production. 
Yeah. And then, so why didn't, and why didn't um, Rob say like, well, is there a garbage disposal in there? Like that could magically be yeah. on? Like, why wasn't that like being communicated? Well, I feel like after like it happened, somebody should have been like, there isn't even a garbage disposal down there. Like that should have been part of it. Like how right. did that happen? There's nothing. The garbage yeah. disposal isn't there or the garbage disposal isn't hooked up or something. Yeah. I think they just assumed that like nobody would flip that switch, but. That's dumb. Yeah, I don't disagree. That is a safety hazard, and OSHA is having none of that shit. There's no OSHA. There was an OSHA back then. In 92? Yes. Okay, well, maybe. Um, So, they, so what happens is, they're going to do a walkthrough of this scene, and Rob is like, they want him to stick his hand in the sink and put his hand in, like, some kind of fake mangled glove and then pull it out and, like, have a reaction, whatever. So he is, like, he's, like, standing there trying to, like, work up the nerve, and he's just, like, I just can't do it. So then the producer dude, Sam, is, like, comes in and is, like, I'll show you, like, you know, how to do it just to get your fears out of you or whatever. And he does it, and then Cody, like, gets pushed I assume Callie does it. Yeah, and right. then into the switch. What kind of switch is this? Is this just like a button? Yeah, it, that's what I was picturing. Like on the outside of a cabinet, like a button. I was thinking it was like on the counter. You know, like on the lip of the counter, there was just like a weird button, which makes no, no sense. sense. Garbage. My garbage disposal is a button. It is on the sink on the back. Right, I'm used to like it. a light switch on the Where's like backsplash. Mine's a button, but so. you. It's, you have to reach back and you have to really press it. Like it's, um, yeah. it's flush with the sink and you press oh. it in. So you couldn't bump it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but I think most of them are light switches. Yeah. A lot of them ever. None of them are buttons on the front of the cabinet waiting yeah. for somebody to bump into them. But Cody bumps it and this guy's fingers get cut off and I have to relive this whole thing again <laughs> and I really wasn't. Happy at all. It was I don't even ever worse this time. want to see this scene ever again in my life. Agreed. I don't want a movie with a scene like this in it. I don't want to read another book with this. Oh, if God. I read another book with this in it, I'm not, re- I'm not finishing the book. You guys are <laughs> going to be in the Fear Street movie, do you? It better not. <sighs> I don't want to see this again. It's scary and it's, it's freaky and now I'm afraid to use my garbage disposal. It's on Michelle's don't list along with dead dogs. Yes. Honestly, it's on my don't list. It is terrifying. It's so traumatic. I can't with the garbage disposal. I thought this time it wasn't as bad. Maybe because like, I knew what was going to happen. It was coming. Yeah, I did too. But... No, I thought it was still just as bad. Uh, yeah, I I knew it was coming, but it didn't help. And the thing was, was I was like, well, when you get to it, just skip over it because you know it's going to happen. But <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I read it, and I, I was like, damn it. Yeah, I couldn't skip it, but I didn't want to read it. OSHA started in 1971, by the way. Yeah, but I don't think they were strict. (laughs) (laughs) I think they were, like, standing there, like, the OSHA people were, like, standing there smoking cigarettes next to, like, gas lines and being like, (laughs) um, not like that ladder. I don't think it's supposed to be there. Back then. Uh (coughs) Uh-huh. So, now, like, he goes to the hospital, and then Rob's, like, confronts Cody and is, like, you know, I heard a lot of stories about this house when we were doing, re- or, and the street in general when we were doing research, but, like, oh. I think 
maybe you did this on purpose. <sighs> and I was like, damn. I love that he just immediately thinks that Cody's going to sabotage the movie. Right. For no reason. And then, like, Persia's like, well, I can just, like, take her role and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, no, I hired Persia or Cody because she's a super talented actress. No, he did it. Oh, <laughs> but he can't say that. Like, he's doing his job. Yes. But... He's the director. He has to, like, make sure the actors don't revolt or yeah, whatever. He's basically, like, a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, he could never motivate her if it came out that, like, he only wanted her because it's her story. Yeah. Okay, so then they're, like, he's, like, okay, we're gonna, like, resume shooting tomorrow. Everybody, like, go, what, like, go disperse. And then, like, he's, like, oh, and I, he's, like, there's, like, the guy that I leased the house from, this, like, Lori guy. So, and then she's, like, how do I know that name? Like, Cody's, like, how do I know that name? How do I know that name? And I'm like, what? Real estate agent. It yeah. was only two years ago. How did you ago? not know that name? Yeah. How did you guys not discuss this? And she even says later in this book that her parent her parents talked about this for like months. Right. Like leaning up to it. How did they not go over the fact that they bought this like from a dead yeah. person? At some point, her dad should have been like, if a guy named Lori shows up, run. Right. She definitely met him at the beginning of the book, though. He did. Yeah. So she should at least be like have knowledge of his name and face, but, but like, she doesn't. Right, because it's been eighty four years. <laughs> so yeah, well, we looked it up, and like she didn't go to with her dad to the historical place and all that. But what Still. didn't they come home and tell the rest of the family? Yeah, I feel like that's exactly what they would have done. Right. Yeah. Well, at least they would have told Cody because Cody was like into What's this. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cody would have badgered them until they told her. Right. So I don't know, but she actually she doesn't remember. And then um, she's it's like, like it's more convenient storytelling if she doesn't remember. Yeah. So then she. Like, does now we have this part where that keeps happening over and over again where she's like supposed to leave. Is she like not allowed to leave? Like, does she ever go to the hotel because she's always like sleeping in her No, yeah. um, no, okay, I don't think <laughs> she does. Yeah, you're right. It's like she came there, it's like it's like she showed up here and then got like sucked in and she can't like physically leave. <laughs> Maybe like, take a drive, but did that even really happen? Uh, only in her head, okay. So, like, <laughs> Supposed to go back to the hotel, and um, and she decides like she's gonna go in and like into her trailer, and I don't know, chill out, I guess. And this is where she falls asleep. Yeah. Oh no, her and Persia get into a fist fight. Oh, this is the fist fight. Yeah, this oh, is stuff happened later. No, they like start arguing, and they get into a fist fight, and then you know Persia's like, "I'm just like acting." Yeah. We're supposed to be, yeah. Like, competitive. That's not how that works. No. Right. And don't pull that method shit. Yeah. Like, no. You're not. Um, right. <laughs> you're not Jared Leto. Okay. Calm yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so they have to be, like broken up or whatever. And it's not, I thought she got punched in the face, and I'm like, wouldn't you be like if you were the director? Wouldn't you be like, I can't have black eyes. Like I can't have. Yeah, I'd have flipped out. Yeah. They're just like, oh, it's okay. Um, 
Oh, and then her and Rob kiss. I don't know. Yeah, they make out a lot in this book, yeah, actually. There's a lot of making out. Yeah, and that it escalated really quickly because in her head she was like, I think he might like me. And then suddenly they're making out. Yeah. Because so like, who needs foreplay? Right. So he's like, come on, let's get back to the hotel. And she's like, oh, I, like... I left my script? Is this where she left her script? No. She's like, I'm just going to go into my trailer and cool out, cool out for a while. And then... On the property of the house where all of your family died. Right. Good. That makes right. sense. Just send the car back for me, okay? And then she... She, um... He says, like, oh, you know... Like, I'm going to be in my room later if you're, like, if you want to call me. Hint, hint. Hint, yeah. hint. I'm not good at subtle. Please listen. <laughs> right. right. So she goes back in the trailer and she falls asleep. And then she wakes up to the three tapping noises, yeah. like, from the first book. And at this point, I thought it was the dude who clearly wants to hook up. Did you? Yeah. You thought uh, it was going to be like, tap, 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 like, I'm naked out here or something? No, I oh thought it was God. just going to be like, you didn't come back to the hotel. Uh, no, I thought it was Callie. Suggestive eyebrows. <laughs> that was really good. So she opens the door and there's nobody there, but there's a baby crying somewhere apparently. Which Down I'm the like, street. Yeah, and I'm like, they allow babies on Fear Street? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how's there a baby there's on Fear Street? There's never been a baby on Fear Street before. <laughs> no, That's I don't like- think negligent parenting yeah yeah there's been kids but never a baby i don't think people have kids on fear street like birth them yeah (laughs) there's probably infertility because like all that green goo there are mutant animals in the woods there's definitely infertility uh yeah well i've never seen a baby on fear street and there's one crying like from down the street (laughs) i think it's a ghost baby or a demon baby yeah it's definitely a demon I mean, aren't they all? Yes. <laughs> but honestly, that makes sense, though. There's got to be other people dealing with their own Fear Street drama at the same time. Right. It's not like one of these happens right. and nothing so, like, else is happening. let's just keep happening. this in mind, because this could be, this could come back in another Right. Book. If so, we ever have a book where there's a demon baby, <laughs> you're like, oh, damn, that was the baby from 99 Fear Street. Exactly. Is there, isn't there a book where somebody is babysitting? Maybe that's where there's a demon baby. Uh, the Babysitter is it's not a Fear Street book, but it is a series we should read at some point. Yeah. But there might be a babysitting book. There's gotta be, right? I know. It's such I, a classic yeah. trope. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it, it's not, like, all about the babysitting, but there has to be a book where somebody's babysitting. Yeah. But I feel like if he was going to make them babysit, he's going to make them babysit, like, bratty kids so they can he can have those, like, yeah. little like, yeah, punchlines. Definitely. So not, like, babies. Okay, so, but she sees a light on in the house, and she's like, I should go there. And I'm like, no, you shouldn't. But she does anyway, and she goes to the kitchen, and she sees the housekeeper. Oh, Mrs. Nordstrom. Yeah. And, and at no point does any of the characters in any of these books that they think there's something not right with Mrs. Nordstrom and Mr. Hankers, and I don't understand it. Yeah, how does Cody, Callie, Cody, I get them confused. Doesn't matter. Cody. Yeah. No, it does matter in this case. Yeah. How does Cody not think, oh, yeah. 
that guy tried to kill our rats two years ago and did it unsuccessfully. Maybe don't hire him. Never does it cross her mind that Mr. Hankers cannot kill a rat. So I think there is, I think there's some sort of like, one of their powers is this like aura that they give out that there's nothing weird here. Like this is normal. These are not the droids that you see. Right, right. We belong here. This is normal. tricking them? Yes. That's what I think is happening. It's the only explanation. It really is. And besides, they're tri- well, you know, the end, they're definitely tricking people, so I think, I think it's part of it. Also, like, she went through a lot, maybe she just doesn't, like, like maybe She's those up- aren't the moments that stand out in her Yeah, mind. that's true. Maybe. But, uh, so she's just like, oh, okay, whatever, you're here. And oh, yeah, she- you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, uh, she walks into the living room and she thinks Callie's there, but it's really just the security guard being like, what are you doing here? And I was really annoyed at this point that we didn't get any additional information about Mrs. Nordstrom. I thought this was the time because she started talking about the house and she told him about Brant and how he died yeah. too. And I was like, yes, Mrs. Nordstrom deets. Not yet. Not ever. Yeah. Not ever. Not ever. That's some of the questions that I have. I still have so many questions about her and Hankers. I have a theory. It's not a great theory, but when we get to it, I have a theory. I have a theory, but it's it's one of those, like, whatever the simplest explanation must be, the right one. Yeah. (laughs) I also have a theory, but mine is, like, kind of a chicken and egg scenario. Like, which came first? Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Well, the next day, they're, like, shooting their first parts of the movie, which is basically just, like, reaction shots in the backyard. Yeah. You start with that? I don't know. And what are you reacting to? I mean, I guess they probably give them, like, a... Evil house. But they're in the backyard, so there has to be a scene happening in the backyard that they need reaction shots Yeah, like, they're just going to... Oh, maybe they're on a green screen. Did they say that there was anything else? They have green screens? Oh, I don't know. What year is this? What year? 92, I think. They have, oh, they do. They have really shitty. They have really shitty green screens because whenever you watch, like, um, in particular, when I watch Labyrinth, um, you can see a little bit of the black outline where it's like superimposed. So, like, you guys have seen Labyrinth, right? Yeah. Okay. So when like any of the hundred times good, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially with the the fireies, the Muppets that take their heads off, Mm -hmm. when they're doing their whole dance you can see, like, the black, a little bit of the black outline mm-hmm. for where they're superimposed on whatever the, the background is. Um, because it's the 80s, and right. listen, nobody yeah. then noticed. It's just because this is 2019. I mean, they have some so. effects. I mean, how would they make Star Wars and all that? Right, right. So, so I right. guess they could have great screen. Well, they're doing something. They're doing, but they're just doing reaction shots, and her just, like, getting her makeup done, and she's supposed to go first, but I don't know what this camera thing scenario is it's like a pole camera on a pole is gonna come flying down and then and get right in your face is that real i don't know okay yeah i mean it probably could happen there's like 
sweeping cameras to get shots and stuff, but I feel like it would have to be special equipment. But they keep calling it the boom, and I thought the boom was like the boom right. mic. Yeah, the boom yeah. The mic thing. Right. So I don't understand why they would have a camera on that. That seems dangerous. Yeah. Although I have to say, while some of the things in here are questionable, I think he does, whether they're realistic or not, or whether it's actually how a movie is shot, he I, think sells he, it. I think he sells it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah th I think he does. I think it made it seem more realistic, even if it's not actually how a movie would be shot. Yeah. I was, I was quite impressed with a lot of his movie stuff. Yeah, I was, I was curious when, like, Goosebumps TV show or, like, when oh. there may have been something that he was involved in because it did have a little bit of a, like... Eureka's had, Castle. Okay. Eureka's Castle. That's it. Yeah. He had, like, been on a film set, and that's it. He so, was a producer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I looked up Boom Camera, and this is what came up. Oh, it's a real thing. Yeah, well, it's like a camera that's on a boom device. It, yeah, so it like tilts. It's like a. It, tilts, it looks like a seesaw. He makes it sound like it just comes sliding down the pole like a stripper. <laughs> and, and I don't think that's real. I am getting an entirely different image in my head than I've ever had before. But so, anyways, this camera just supposed to come flying down this thing like while the girl screams and she's they have like a stand-in apparently joanna poor joanna just as, yeah she just, seems so professional too like she yeah. comes up she's like where do you want me to stand do you need me you know she went to film screen. school yeah she did like they should have hired her to be one of the rules yeah sadly but, they cannot <laughs> the camera flies down and kills her boom hits her in the face yeah. Our one and only casualty. Yeah. She's good. Um, <clears throat> so they go back to their trailers while the ambulance comes and all that. And then the director comes over and is like, somehow blames it on Cody because she was in the house. The security guard told on her. And the security guard went from asking for her autograph to like glaring at her as if she had right. just because she was on set. She was the one that did it. Right. Well, so can I just say, going back to Joanne being hit with this camera, I genuinely laughed out loud. Like, <laughs> I just, literally, that's what I did. I was like, oh! You're like, the worst. When, I didn't know she was dead, but when it happened, I just thought it was funny. Here's the thing with that camera. They're trying to blame Cody, and yet I am pretty sure that cameramen check their cameras every time they're on set. Yeah. Why did nobody look at this camera? I don't know. And, like, she – him finding her in the living room is quite different than out back. Yeah. With, yeah. Like, a, with like, a screwdriver. Yeah. I think that was a little – that was a, big, a pretty big jump for me. A lot of the time when they're accusing Cody up until the end, of course, it just seems like a stretch. Yeah, I don't know what her angle would be. Like, why would she want to fuck all this shit up? Like, why would she want to tamper with things? Is it just to convince them that the house is actually evil and haunted? They're what? filming the movie. They must, in some respect, believe that crazy shit went down in the house. So she shouldn't need to sell it that much. She has no angle. 
She yeah, has no like, motive. This is her to, first movie. Like, she would... Yeah. She's the star of it. Like, why would she want it to get messed up? Yeah. She she has no no angle here. Well, she goes into the house and opens the refrigerator for some reason, and there's a head in there, and she screams, it's Callie's head, but it's fake. Okay, but on the other hand, like, this is a girl whose sister died in this house two years ago. And every, but every time she freaks out a little bit, everyone's just like, what is wrong with you? You're Why so are you so weird? Yeah. Dude, <laughs> are you kidding me? The fact that she can walk into that house and not have a nervous breakdown literally every day is amazing. But why is it her sister's head? Why isn't it her head? Yeah. She's playing her sister. No, it's just a model. It, they must be using it for some, um, some effect later in the movie. So the prop guys had to make a model of her head. Yeah, but why wouldn't they make it of her head? Oh, no. I think, St- I think Stein has completely forgot that they're not identical. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like, completely. Yeah. Okay, because they're like, she's like, it's my sister's head, and then, and then like, it's just a model, it's just a model, and I'm like, but she's not in the movie because she's dead, like, Cody's supposed to be Callie, it should be, if they're gonna use Ka- Cody's head for, Callie's head for something, it should be Cody's head. Why does she mistake yeah. herself as Callie? I don't what, yeah. Why does the end happen, and everybody is like, oh yeah, that must be Cody. Oh yeah, that girl. Well, she can shapeshift. That's what I it doesn't say she did, though. Oh, when? Just... How? Why? That's a... Sorry. In, in the second book. Yeah, she's pretending... No, I know. I know. I know. Every... I kept looking for shape-shifting Callie in this book. Like, I... At first, I thought maybe she was Joanna, that something was gonna happen, and then she was gonna take the part and be in the movie as Callie. Then I thought maybe she was Persia. I thought she was Bo at one point. Like, shape-shifting Callie should have made an appearance in this. It's just one of the many plot points that Bob dropped. Like, there's so many things he introduced in the first two books that he never, like, made good on in this Agreed. third one. Cassie, I'm going to hire you to do the reboot because these all sound awesome and Please. way better. Please. Because shapeshifting Callie, like, there were so many opportunities for her to, you know, be somebody. She did at one point, but it was so minimal. And they didn't even point out that she was shape-shifting. So. Well. It's just very frustrating. Yeah. I think that, you know, they had, at the beginning of the book, whenever the first time they were going to the hotel, they had, like, Persia be like, well, I'm not staying at the hotel. I have my own house. And I thought that that was, like, going to come into, like, I thought that was, like, she was Callie. Because she has her own ha- That's yeah, great. she's not, the, so that yeah. way, because she can't leave the, I love you know it. what I mean? She can't leave the, the premises, so they, she has to explain why she's not going to be at the hotel. I think right. it's brilliant. Right, but then that didn't happen. But anyways, uh, she's freaked out, and they're like, uh, <laughs> you're not allowed to be. Yeah. God forbid. Yeah. Such bullshit. And then Callie's, like, having her villain's moment where she's like, I loosened the bolt, ha ha ha. It was me. She spends a lot of time just telling us what she did, she's done, or what she's thinking. Mm -hmm. And it's, I know that Stein does this in all of his books, but it gets out of hand in this one. It's like half the book. But then she goes back to her trailer and falls asleep again and then tap, tap, tap again. 
And then she opens it up, and it is Rob this time. Yeah, he wants to make out. Yeah. Literally, like, that's Rob's, that is Rob's angle this whole book. Let's make right. out. And then Bertha just barges in while they're making out, and I'm like, and they just are like, what do you want? And I'm like, I would have been like, get the fuck out of my trailer, bitch. Like, she just barges in. Like, imagine about Cody went barging into hers. Yeah, but Cody's trying, Cody tries to be, like, the nice one. Yeah, well, that's dumb. So, <laughs> obviously, has, like, over and over again made it very clear that she's not playing nice. No, she's, like, the worst. She is. She's, like, constantly making digs about her. Like, oh, I'm playing you, so I have to be ugly. Rude. Yeah. And Cody never gets a comeback. No. Like, honestly, just once I wanted her to just have that comeback, and she never does. No, never. She kind of just, like, looks around waiting for people to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. But, like, no one ever does. Which also, nobody ever does. Right. Like, not a single person is ever like, maybe you should stop being a bitch. Right. <laughs> Dude, that was a little bitchy. So, I guess she, at this point, she does get back to the hotel. But it doesn't, it doesn't actually say she does, but... We just assume. We just assume, because it says when she comes back the next morning. I think this is when they tell her that, uh, the, the girl died. Oh, yeah, Joanna. Mm-hmm. And there's rats, and there's Mr. Hankers to kill the rats, and she's like, oh, he looks familiar, too. But she doesn't say, maybe don't hire him. Well, she even calls out his name. She yeah. says, Mr. Hankers, yeah. and he doesn't reply. <clears throat> but she knows who he is. So this is where Bo tells her, like, you know, we're, like... There's something wrong with you. Yeah. Oh, then he says, like, but we're gonna film the attic scene. And... Um, but they're doing it in the basement? No, they're... They're filming the goo scene in the attic. Oh, right, 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 right. That's what's happening. Like, and why that would... actually made sense. Like, I was like, yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they justified it, but... Like, I was with... I was with Cody. That is not where the goo happened. No. Yeah, but it's a movie. So, he's like, we're gonna do that tomorrow, but, like, get it together, whatever. So, they go off in Rob's Mustang convertible and drive around... Which I was glad nothing happened here. I was like, thank- I was like, please, let's not go drive somewhere and something happens. Okay, but how does she know about River Ridge? She was in Shadyside for three months. She dated yeah. nobody, and she knew nobody. Right. She shouldn't have known anything about River Ridge. Uh, maybe Anthony told her he was taking Callie there or something. Oh, that's so maybe, wrong. Yeah. Maybe Callie told her Anthony took her there. Makes more sense. So they go up there, and they're, like, making out, and then it starts raining, and she, he's like, let's just go back to my room. He's, like, constantly trying to get her... Oh, yeah. Survivor. Oh, yeah, all of the time. And she's like, well, I have to go back to my trailer and get my script. And I'm like, Why? he doesn't actually want to rehearse. Right. You're missing yeah. the point. Yeah. <laughs> he and doesn't do subtle, but it's all she does. I know. He wants to rehearse, like, I'm the pizza guy. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Please open my box. Right. <laughs> Grips. <laughs> True. <laughs> but I'm not disagreeing. It's just gross. <laughs> so 
So she's like, I'm going to run in and get my script. And she's like, I'll be right back. And she runs like through the rain, goes in there. And then um, when she comes back out, like he's not there, which is weird. And, uh, but, but Callie is, and she's like calling her. And she like comes down or she like comes into the house again, even though last time she went in the house, she got accused of like fucking everything up. Why are you going back? Yeah. She's following cat, following Callie. Whatever. Annoying. But then she follows her into the basement. Yeah. Uh. Like, you know, they're like, stop going in the basement. He won't stop going into the basement. And I'm just like, you know, she's not down there. Right. Callie would never go down there. And if she is down there, don't fucking trust her. Right. This is the dumbest thing ever. You were in this house, you know. Yeah. I don't really have a PSA for this book, but if I did, it would be don't go in the basement. That's a good PSA. <laughs> Just don't do it. Nobody but is going to listen to you, though. She does go into the basement, and Bo is there. And he's like, why are you here? And she's like, why are there explosives? Which and is a very good question. Yeah. And he's like, I'm, he's like, don't tell anybody, but I'm going to blow up the house. This is you would have to tell everybody to make sure nobody like is in, like goes in. First of all, you could never blow up this house because it's too close to other houses and there are trees that would affect it all. If by some chance though, you could blow it up, you would have to get so many permits and then you would have to tell everybody, everybody, and there would be so many safety people on site for it. And it wouldn't just be a bunch of dynamite in the basement. It would be, like, wired. Yeah. The house would be wired so that it would, like, it would implode right. into itself instead of going out Agreed. into the neighborhood and hurting people. And, and, I forgot what my and was, but I thought. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of things. Okay. I seriously thought that he was evil. Yeah. Like, from that, from this point on. I thought he was like, I thought that it meant that he was going to try to kill everybody. Agreed. But, I thought he was shapeshifting Kelly at this point. Okay. Which would have made sense. I figured that was so outrageous, it had to be true. Like, that's just such a ridiculous thing that I assumed... It would be the truth. But well, no. he shows up the explosives, and then he's like, but maybe now that you've seen my explosives, you'll want to take a smaller part. <laughs> Let Persia be Callie. And she's like, no. And he's like, but you're, like, down here. You're not supposed <laughs> to be. And he's like, but Callie told me to come down here. And he's like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> um, you should not be surprised by this because – you know everything there is to know about her life, including the fact that this house is evil, there are ghosts, and she definitely believes in them. Why are right. you, like, confused? And then he's just like, well, just, like, he's like, actually, like, just go with it. Just be this crazy person who believes in ghosts. That's really <laughs> good for the script. Basically. Yeah. And then, um, then they get attacked by rats. Which, well, of course the they basement. do. That's what happens when you go down to the basement. Why is he down there? Because he was already down there earlier in the book and got attacked by rats. Because he's setting up the explosives for his big finale. By himself in the dark with a bunch of rats that are jumping. (laughs) I thought he was evil. Um, 
Also, she has really good foot-eye coordination because she's just mindlessly kicking rats and, like, right. actually hitting them. Right. That's insane to me. <laughs> that she would have that much coordination to just be kicking these rats that are trying to, like, leap through the air to her face. Well, and then he's like, they run out of there, and he's like, oh, if one more bad thing ha happens, like, during this shoot, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then Callie's like, hold my beer, because <laughs> I will show you one more bad thing. She's <laughs> like, one more? Yeah. One more? <laughs> so now they're up in the attic, like, getting ready for the green slime thing. And, like, was... See, that maybe this is, like, his Nickelodeon shit. Was it was Eureka's Castle on Nickelodeon? Yes. Okay. Because didn't the slime slime like the slime from Nickelodeon? Like It was oatmeal. made with oatmeal. Is yeah. it Nickelodeon yeah. slime made with oatmeal? I think so. I thought it was, like, applesauce. I think it's made with... Hold on. Let's look it up. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's oatmeal, too. Hey, Siri. Because I remember thinking, like... I didn't like oatmeal when I was younger, and I just remember... What being... is Nickelodeon slime made out of? I'm asking Siri. I, mm. I heard. Nothing happened. <laughs> Siri doesn't know. <sighs> oh, it said to unlock my phone. <laughs> Siri hates you. What is oatmeal? Nicola? We're both right. It's oatmeal, applesauce, and vanilla pudding. Ooh, with green metal. food coloring. Ugh. So green and we all wanted that on our dumped on our heads as kids. I did not. Really? I, yeah. yeah. You didn't want to be slimed? No. I did. I really hope if I get slimed today, none goes in my mouth. So this is like a green oatmeal-y type substance that is going to come up from the floor. They say oatmeal like three times in this. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh, she confronts Rob and is like, why did you leave me last night? And he's like, you told me to, but she didn't. Callie did. Okay. Yeah. So then... Right, this is the one part where Callie shapeshifts because obviously she went to Rob. I assumed she was gonna like follow him and like kill him or something, but no. She shut up. She was just like, you should leave. Well, she can't follow him. She can't leave the house. Oh, yeah. So they're getting ready to record, or they're getting ready to like do the scene and they're like, um, it's gonna come up to your knees, it might be a little warm, it doesn't smell, and I need a 15 minute break. <laughs> oh, God. It's like Chekhov's green goo right and here. The union says we get a break right before, right after yeah. we prepare the scene. Right. So they all leave and then, but Anth, uh, I want to call it Anthony. Uh, Rob. Rob and Cody say, and yeah, to rehearse again. Yeah. And <laughs> suggestive eyebrow emoji. Air quotes. Yeah. They, they start making out and then all of a sudden like green shit starts coming out. And Cody should know better. Every time she's dumb inside this house, I'm just like, you should know better. So <laughs> she runs over to the um goo the switch mm -hmm. and it stops. 
Duh. Yeah. The goo switch. So then <laughs> the, goo the, switch. the goo is like burning hot and it smells like sour milk. Ugh. And so all the things that he said it wasn't, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to the door and they can't get the door open. They go to the window. They can't get the window open. And then she like smashes out the window and then Rob drowns in the goo somehow on the way into the window. Because at one point he was like, what if I fall face first into the goo? And they were like, don't do that. So he obviously had to fall face first into the goo because once again, everything they said not to was going to happen actually happened. So the thing is, is I mean, it didn't work as well because it needed to be better executed. But if it was better executed, the fact that they said this isn't a slapstick comedy that's you know that's too funny and then he does it and it's horrifying right it's been really good like that dichotomy there and yeah fortunately this is a fear street book so you know right so she gets out onto the roof and she goes like looks back for rob and he's not there and then this happens no <laughs> twice twice <laughs> how many i meant to count how many um one two three Seven and then nine. Wow, that's a lot of O's. Right. So nine. Wow. She grabs him and then she does. Um, Props to Cody because at some time in the last two years, she stopped freezing when her um, but yeah. Uh, flee or whatever. Why can I not remember? Fight or fight response. Yeah, fight or flight response has now turned to fight. Yeah, which is you know good for her because yeah, now she's not just letting people get murdered in front of her. So yeah, like, I was proud of her. I, I was proud of her for for actually saving someone from green goo this time. Yeah, so she saves him, drives him out onto the roof, and then uh, gives him CPR, and then he lives, and then she throws up. <laughs> and then he lives, and she vomits. Fair enough. And then everybody's staring at her like she did something ro- wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, she almost died. Right. Yeah. So here's, here's my question, because excuse me, I have a question. Um, is this real goo mixed with fake goo? just fake goo or just real goo like did she just did kelly just turn on the goo machine and everything that that guy said was wrong or is it house goo house goo i think it i think she turned on the machine and then made the goo that was in there more house goo okay so it's house goo and movie goo right yeah because there's like nickelodeon slime Evil house. Right. It's like the blob and Nickelodeon slime, like, club. Okay. okay. Is what I was getting out of it. That's what I assumed. Because it also didn't stop. And they said, like, it would only get to a certain right. point. But I just wanted to make sure. Because it, it could have just been house goo. Yeah. I don't, think the, I don't think the prop guy was bad at his job. I think the house just screwed with his shit. So now they've regrouped and they're talking about how, you know, Rob went to the hospital and um, Ernie got fired, the guy that was like the goo guy. Oh, poor goo guy. He's goo gone now. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and Bo's like, but, you know, we're still going to press on and do the dining room scenes tomorrow. And at what point do you just give up? 
Yeah, that's what I want to know. And then they're like walking to the dining room and basically she's like, uh, Persia like made up this new scene and he's like, yes, we're going to try it, which would never happen, would it? Yeah, actually it does. Oh, does it? Yeah. But with um, this bitch? No, (laughs) not with her. She's terrible. Okay. But it does, a lot of times actors take like ideas that they have to directors and, um. Right, but like, would they take... But not, like, her. No, she's terrible. Right, like, this bitch, like, he would have been, like, no. Especially, like, because she's trying to still, like, she's she's not doing it for, like, the better of the movie. Like, she's, like, doing it to, like, get more... Screen time. And, yeah. like, to get, like, more digs in. But he also, I mean, if he thought it was a good idea, plus he's trying to placate her, he might. Yeah, I guess. So... They're, like, talking about how they're going to do this new scene with the, you know, the carving knife incident from the first book. Yeah. Right. They're going to reenact that. Still triggered. Right. Agreed. Even though I'm, my finger's healed. good. Okay. Do we meet the rest of the family now? Are you finally healed? Yeah, we meet the family. Yeah, except I can only bend my finger this far, which Why? is probably not good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is your skin, like, tight? A little bit. I got a pretty gnarly scar. Yeah. Weird. Maybe as it, like, I assume it'll come back. I hope so. Okay. Hopefully I don't have, like, nerve damage or anything. (laughs) So she falls asleep in her trailer again and starts having a gross dream. And then she's like, I'm going to find you tonight, Callie. And she starts, like, going into the basement again. After last time she went in the basement, she got attached by rats and almost blown up. But Remember how we didn't like Cody in the first one? My <laughs> has not changed. No. And then, like, she, like, lures her into, like, some secret room or something, and she tries to hug her, but... But instead she gets... But nothing. They don't tell us. And... We'll find out. It's the next day, and they're, like, going to, like, do the scene, and... Even though somebody died on set... They're still, like, going on. They don't care. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's not like there aren't actual movies where people have died on set and they didn't still complete the movie. Yeah, but I feel like there would be more than a day of, like, checking everything, making sure that these people are, like, are... I feel like there would be massive audits and, like, yeah, there would be lawyers on set. There would be OSHA people. There would be union people. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, where are the, where's the union guys? Mm, they don't go to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, Ohio? I'm not going there. Yeah. You're on your own. So they're doing the scene, and um, the scene's supposed to be Callie and Cody, like, fight over the... The dad says, like, hand me the knife so I can carve the roast beef. And then Callie and Cody, like, both reach for it and they fight over it or something because it's supposed to be, like, I want to be the one to pass dad the knife. Right. right. <laughs> I like when Cody's like, we weren't six. Like, this, yeah. was, this was not how we acted. Right. Nobody acts like this. Yeah, I did like yeah. that. <laughs> I was like, you're right. Nobody acts like this. So then he's like, okay, so the dad, like, says, like, uh, 
can you please pass the carving knife? And then they both like reach for it and Cody like grabs it away from Persia and plunges it into her hand. Yep. Like just is like, boom. Triggered. And then. Then we uh, flash back to actual Cody. Not yet. Not yet. So then they're like, call a doctor. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, I need to talk to you, Cody. And Cody like, just sits there smiling with her hands in her lap, right. too. She's like, what? <laughs> I thought it was a fake knife. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but if you don't get at this point that that's sure as hell not Callie. Right. not been paying attention. Or not Cody. You have it's not been paying Callie. attention. Yeah. yeah. If you didn't know that this was Callie. You, I don't know. What stop, are you doing with your life? Stop listening. Just stop. So he's like, I'm going to remove you from the picture. And then she's like, no, no you're, you're not. not. I'm not leaving. And then she, like, takes a light and, like, I don't know what happens. Oh, yeah. This was cold. Except, Oh, my God. This was not. gross. Oh, man. This is like, like we were joking in the dead lifeguard. Hot dead. He's hot he, dead. He is hot dead. He's oh, hot dead, have, though, is he? We haven't had hot dead in a while. No, he, we haven't. He died, did he? Mm, no, he's hot Maimed? Maimed. Hot maimed. <laughs> so she like electrocutes his face with, I don't know, she presses with a light. light. Melts his face with yeah. a light. With a light. Those things are hot as shit. Yeah. And his skin like gets burned or melted off. That's hardcore. This is real hardcore. And then yep. Cody turns around and says, okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Which right. It's <laughs> awesome. Now we flash back to real Cody. She's tied up in the basement, which she would have been ate to death by rats. No, she's in that secret room. What, the rats yeah. came into the secret room? Um, I don't think they know it exists. Oh. Because if they had, then wouldn't Mrs. Nordstrom and family, like, know not to, like, talk about it, talk about shit? Maybe they didn't know she was in there, but yeah. maybe. There was the little hole between the rooms, so they must have explored into there at some point. Yeah. They just probably thought it was safe. So she watches rats, like, crawl into a crack down near the floor, and she gets down and looks, which like, what? I would never be getting on the floor. Of yeah. I would also never stick my face in a hole that rat just crawled through, especially yeah. these rats Ooh. who have been attacking people for right. years. So there's, she looks in and there's uh, Mrs. Nordstrom and Mr. Hanker's in there, like laughing it up and playing with the rats and giving them cheese and letting them eat their fingers. Oh, so yeah. gross. You know. Callie, like, bursts, or Cody bursts out and says, Oh, how gross. And same. <laughs> Like, yeah. I mean, she can probably just grow those fingers back. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. At, the, mm-hmm. at, at this point, this is where, like, again, I was like, oh, good. Deets on Mrs. Nordstrom and Hangers. Yeah. And but I was we're like, we're finally going to find out. Finally. So, all we find out is that, like, and I don't even know why we needed this, but, like, they're rats. They talk about how, yeah, but they're talking about how Callie was such a good girl, but, like, they're controlling her now. 
Right. So it's like, and then Cody's like, oh, woo, thank goodness, because I thought my sister was evil, but now I know that it's just these people. It's just the house. Right. And then, um, uh, Callie comes in and, um, she's like, I didn't get this part either. Like, they're, she's gonna kill her. Right, this is her villain's monologue where she, she, like, tells Cody her evil plan to essentially make everyone think she's crazy, so she goes to Arkham. Like, that's her idea of, right, that's her idea of revenge on her sister for, like, getting her killed. It's to, like, send her away and... You know, I guess tech, I guess maybe imprison her because she's been imprisoned in the house, so now she wants to imprison Cody in some way, but... Uh, I'm sorry, but this is, like, a big fear of mine. I thought this was a great revenge because it freaks me out. <laughs> like, the idea that somebody, that you're mistaken for somebody that does something and have to, like, go to jail or go to Arkham, like, for something you didn't even do. Right. But this is obviously, they're not identical, so obviously Callie shapeshifted into uh, Cody and right. pretending to be her. I'm so, like, I, honestly, there's no way to explain this book except that mm-hmm. Stein forgot they're not identical. Right. <laughs> so then, um, like, she's like, I'm going, you know, I'm ruining your life and that's my whole plan. And she's like, but wait, like, you know, it's not you, and she tells her, like, the whole thing about those two, what they said, which I don't really know why that matters. And then she's just magically cured, basically. Yeah, Callie is. Yeah, Callie. Yeah, and then she's like, you know, come and look, and she, like, forces her to look somehow, and then she's like, okay, I'm gonna get you out of here. Which, it's like, you've already ruined her life, that's what you want is her to get out of here. Yep. So I don't understand why her knowing any of this makes any bit of difference. And she's like, well, if we blow up the house, like, you know, Cody's like, we got to blow up the house. It's like the only way. And then they come out and are they they all in on it together? I forget. That's what I wasn't clear about. Like, because they're like, thanks for leading her down here. Right. So, no, I still like run. Yeah, I think she was making them think that, um, think that she was still on their side. But I think she's on her own side because she wants her to get out so that her life's ruined. No, I don't think she does anymore. I think she... But it's too late. She already ruined her life. Well, too late. No, she didn't, though. Yeah, but how not? Because there's the Fear Street Police. Okay. That's how not. Okay. Uh Exactly. Even if the house blows up and whatever, like, they still saw her stab that girl through the hand. I know. So her life should still be Oh, my God. I bet Persia sues the hell out of her. Right, yeah. And Bo and the production company. Like, like more than anybody, definitely Persia. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, she's got a good lawyer, and she's coming for all of that. Oh, yeah. So she's like, you know, run, get out of here, and the rats are attacking because they turn into rats, and then... Yeah, no, 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 Michelle. No. We are not glossing over the fact (laughs) that they turned into fucking rats. Okay. Animorphs? 
is this an Animorphs crossover? <laughs> because their skin was bubbling and then they turned into rats. And that is the only thing we learn about Mrs. Nordstrom and Hankers. And so- I have so many questions about the rats and like, how did they become rats? My, they, they I had, had their snake, fear victims. They had tongues right. that were snake tongues. Yeah, I think they're yeah. fear victims, and that's what yeah. I think they were experimenting yeah. on them, and that's what they turned them into. Right. Yeah, that was doing the Mr. Hankers and the, those theories now. Yes, because you glossed over shit. And this is the big reveal that they're rat people. So that was my theory originally, right? That they were the people that that Simon and Angelica were experimenting on. So yeah, were those the experiments? Did they turn them into rats? Also, once again, canon confirmed where people, where rats are the only thing on fear street the only animals we've seen besides domesticated cats and dogs that people have brought on the only animals that we've seen confirmed on fear street are were creatures so there's one theory or maybe maybe after like the fears died and that house was abandoned um right so maybe the were creature mutant things like we're like, ooh, look at this abandoned house with this right. awesome evil energy. Let's move into it. It's ours now. And right. like, and then the Lori's tried to move in and they like killed Lori's family and then The rat people him. killed them? Yeah, and then turned him into one of them. Yeah, so that's my other question about timing is like, so Mr. Lori also rat person. Was he a rat person before he bought the house? Did he build the house for the rat people? Did he become a rat person when he moved into the house? And that's just like the ancient evil here. Like the the demonic spirit that controls this property just turns people into rats. Is that it? I think he became, like, yeah, I think he became a rat person. I think it's something that happened after he built the house. I think yeah. those rat people were already there living on that property. And then he came in and he was like, I want to build a house here. And they were like, nah, I don't think so. Except that they actually did want a house. They were like, actually, a house would be nice. But these people were not moving in. So they right. killed his family. And then they were like, here's your, here's your choice here. We can kill you too. Or you can become one of us. Become a rat person. And he was right. like rat person so i think that mr hankers and uh mrs normstrom are angelica and simon and that's just like one of their sex games like i'm the housekeeper <laughs> you're the candy man Gross. that's brilliant like, excuse me Gross. mrs hankers i have something that needs a fixin'. <laughs> that's amazing and then like i think that they can just turn into whatever they want because they're just evil like they got powers right and then they're just like we're gonna turn into rats now because rats are scary you know, demon rats with snake tongues. And I think that they're just playing around with, like, all their victims. Like, that they, all their victims that they buried there are just, like, you know, they're there. Rats. They're just, like, floating around in there being all evil and shit because of the house. And, or what the house is built on. And then they're just, like, they're just playing around with them, like, being, like, because they're in charge. They're the two, because... You know, the puppet them. masters. All right, all right. right. Yeah. 
Well, that was my other theory about Mrs. Nordstrom and Hankers, that they're uh, Simon and Angelica. So I like that theory, too. I'm for both theories. I used to think with Stein and the simplest is the best, and I feel like that's yeah. the simplest answer is there's a man and a woman, and they're both evil. It's Angelica and Simon. And they got weird-ass sex issues. Right. <laughs> so, um... She starts running out, and she's like, but what about you? And she's like, but I'm I'm dead, duh. Yeah. So she runs out, and then um, the ground shakes, and there's a blinding white burst, and the house explodes. And she apparently does that movie thing where she's only 10 feet from it, but none of it hits her. Right. And then there's, a like, a really long no. And... What is she screaming no about? Like, her sister's already dead. Right. Then there's rat bodies thrashing wildly, and hundreds of them shooting into the sky, and, um... Gross. Human forms twisted up in the fire, black shadows, tortured spirits, men and women wailing and howling. This, uh, gave me a new theory about Fear Street. We can talk about it in a second. And then, um... She, is she, does she see Callie at the end? Yeah. Uh, yeah, she sees Callie, and Callie, like, waves goodbye. Oh, she doesn't see it yet. She sees it in the video. Oh, she's just yeah. like, I didn't get a chance to say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's however many weeks or months later. Two weeks later. Oh, right. And they're in L.A., and they're, they're playing Pizza Man. Yes. And Rob. Like, literally now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I ordered a pizza. Yeah. That's your cue. <laughs> and he goes out the yeah. <laughs> And, um. He's like, this is definitely better than that dog food commercial. Yeah. And then there's uh, somebody at the door. Or they. Th- somebody actually is at the door, but it's not the pizza man. It's like. A delivery guy. From. It's a delivery from the guy who got his fingers cut off. And he's like, here's the only footage we have of the whole movie. And it doesn't say if she's ever going to... Does she say that she continues with her acting career? She's not even leaving the house at this point, so who knows? Okay, but Rob is. He auditioned for another dog food commercial. But he doesn't have to bark this time. No. And then... um, Your dad's a studio exec. Why is he not getting you better parts? Yeah. They obviously he's not a good actor. Probably. So they put him they put it in the videotape in the VCR and it's like the just the fire. Yeah, somebody was filming. Who the hell was filming? I don't know. And um they see oh, this is where she sees like her sister waving goodbye. Yeah. The end. The end. So does that mean that the evil's gone? I think the evil has... Okay, so... Can we get into can theories? Can fire kill the evil? <laughs> I mean, drowning can't. Right? Drowning can't. Maybe it can. Yeah. We don't know. Um, okay, wait. Can we jump right into theories? Because I actually... The ending, I kind of have this theory about. Okay. Yeah, go for it. So you know how all the, like, rat bodies and the, like, bad juju and whatever was, like, shooting out of the house at the explosion? How much kind of what happened at the Fear Mansion? Truth. Yeah. How much of that do you think lands on other Fear Street lawns? Just like dead rat mm. bodies and a couple of ghosts, maybe like a demon or two, are just chilling out on your lawn now from this. And then you have to call 
the Fear Street hazmat team to come clean it up. Or there has to be a Fear Street hazmat team. into your house and you become evil. Well, right. you call the hazmat team, that's what happens. Yeah. So they have a special team that comes in. Oh, yeah. And, like, and they can't get everything... Like, they can't do, if you have 99 Fear Street, which has a deep-seated evil, they're like, that's above our pay grade. But if, like, some something brand new drops down on your house, if you call them fast enough, they can come in and get rid of it before, like, somebody loses their head, literally. Yeah. But, like, 99, the land that 99 Fear Street is on is just fucked. It's way above their pay grade. Yeah, they can't do that. They can't do the, the fear, mansion. They can't do the mansion or the cemetery or the Fear Island. None of that. Just... If you have a house on Fear Street right. and something from another house, like, bleeds onto it, they can come and, like, make that better. It's like Fear Street Ghostbusters. They arrive with their proton packs and they're like, whoop, whoop. Right, right. Or if, like, if somebody new dies, if they get there fast enough, they can keep that person sometimes from becoming evil. But only in houses that aren't, like, 99 Fear Street, where they're, like, entrenched already. Yeah. So that is my new theory. They work in tandem with the fake shady side police. I like it. Well, how come, like, 99 Fear Street isn't ever, like, mentioned in any other books where they're, like, they walk past, like, the burned-out mansion, and they're, like, oh, the burned-out mansion. But how come they're not, like, oh, here's the, like, blown-up remains of this house? I don't know. They should. Yeah. I just have so many questions still like even though this book is over I still have so many questions because so much wasn't revealed like it's fun and interesting to like come up with our own theories and hypothesize who these rat people are and why Mr. Lori is a rat person and why is the house so haunted? Because once again, here's a dropped plot point. We never really got any validation on why the house is so haunted. All it is is the experiments that Simon and Angelica did. And what about that fucking tree? The blood tree. We never got any info about the blood tree. It's like, it's like poltergeist. Like if it's, it's like, it, like, you know, an ancient burial ground. Like it's evil. Like these people were tortured and killed and buried there. And then they disturbed their graves and now everything's fucked. Yeah. That's just like a horror movie trope. And then the trees bleed and shit, like weird ass shit. It's like the movie poltergeist, like weird ass shit happens. No reason, just does. Just does right. because there's bodies. But Ca- you know Cassie can't can't take that. I can't. I need oh, rules. Bodies. I need rules, or I need it to be specifically stated. Well, that wasn't stated. I need yeah, that. Be- it was built on they when they were tr- when they were going to build the thing. They found graves, and they're like, yeah. "This is build it anyway." Yeah, but nobody specifically said like, "Oh, that's why the house is so evil because you they just, built it." Yeah, but that you just not saying. You just know. Yeah, just like I don't like that. Like, I don't specifically say why. But it's like it's I like if you're like watching that. a movie and two kids at summer camp have sex, you know they're dying. Nobody says it, but you know it's happening. But I need rules. That, that I don't, is a rule. That right, is a but rule. But it's the rule is, is if you build something on top of a cemetery, it's evil. Because those people get pissed. I'm scowling. <laughs> because I don't like it. 
Don't watch any horror movies, guys. I don't. Especially if those people died, like being tortured and stuff. Right. They're even more. They're even. They're just. They're pissed off to begin with. Yeah. And you build on top of them or move their bodies and disturb their like rest. All oh, over. It's on. They will do any creepy thing they can think of to fuck with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like. But what I didn't understand is why didn't Callie? Because she, like, shapeshifted into Cody to go up and stab the girl through the hand. She Why had to have. Why did she just possess her, though? I have that written so down. So I don't understand. <laughs> she could have possessed her. Her goal was, should have been to take over, over Callie and Cody's life. Right. Like, That's she, what like, the ancient evil would have done. died in this house. Not, Not me. me. I'm going to take your life. Yes. Yes. That should have been the end goal. And... There should have been whatever happened to like convince Callie to let Cody go should have happened in her head. Like it should have been like some tearful sister bullshit, or it whatever. Could have been the little boy. Or yeah, oh that would have been good. The little boy could have been like Callie, stop. So is his ghost gone now that his body's gone? Because he's not so. in there anymore. Here. I don't but know. Callie's body isn't in there either, and she's still. Yeah, in the where place. is her body? Buried in Fear Street Cemetery? Oh, did they find Probably. her body in the so. tar? Oh, maybe they didn't. Yeah, they did, because they knew she was dead. They didn't know that James, James was, which is probably why he was still there, because all he wanted was to be found. He kept being like, come find me. I'm here. Come find me. I'm in the walls. So that was his unfinished business that once mm-hmm. that was accomplished, his spirit moved on. But... Mm-hmm. Callie's unfinished business is making Cody pay. So what, if you're, like, under 10, you can't be evil in this house? The evil doesn't get to you? I think they Maybe. just didn't care. Like, they were actively working on Callie. Yeah. I think James wasn't of use to them. Mm-hmm. So they just were like, whatever. Yeah, okay. So they just didn't They were care. like, we killed you, we killed your dog, we're done. Like, we have enough yeah. henchmen around here. <laughs> they were, like, not interested. Okay, but, yeah, like, something should have, you're right, but she should have came to that conclusion in her own head or whatever, but. Yeah, this should have been a possession story. I thought she should have possessed her. Agreed. 100%. Instead of her tied up in the basement. 100% should have been a possession. When she was tied up in that basement, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, Callie's a ghost and she tied you up? What? Maybe she just, like, doesn't know how her ghost powers work. At the very least. She should have been, like, covered in goo and stuck to the wall. Or she should have just been unconscious. Yeah, something. Like, like she comes to, and then it's our, too late. You guys, we should write a Fear Street book. We would be so no. good at it. <laughs> I'm telling you. We'd be much better than these. Oh, we would kick so much ass if we wrote a Fear Street book. Can we write our own, like, knockoff? Trailer? Like, our, a knockoff Fear Street book? <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, I'm gonna buy. I want to write my own cheerleaders book. Yeah, like the year. It can, it can still be like the '90s, just like after these people graduate. I like it. Like the next squad. It can be Fear Avenue instead. <laughs> oh, you you want to like total knockoff? Total knockoff. Total knockoff. Okay. Not fanfic. Yeah. Okay. Total knockoff. It can be like like Scared Street. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And they That's can. Not- I feel like it needs to be, like, Scared Avenue. Like, and you really need to, you know, change both. They yeah. should live, instead of Shadyside, they should live in, like, Oakland or Squirrel Hill. Just yeah. to make it super Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We would be so good at that. We would. 
Okay, so what, uh, do we have any, like, last thoughts about this? We didn't do counts yet. I know, but just before we get the counts, anything oh. else you wanted to add about the book? Well, I, so my, my feeling, it's interesting because, so we're recording two episodes back to back, which we don't usually do, and both of these are trilogies. It's mm. the final yeah. third horror, the last book in a trilogy. And I just feel like R.L. Stein is not very good at writing trilogies. He, like, drops plot points. He doesn't make good on things that he introduced earlier. He, the first, like, in my personal opinion, the first book is always amazing. Like, it's great. Everything's, like, really interesting and engaging. And by the third, I don't know if he loses interest or he just, like, can't follow the threads that long which i mean he writes a lot of books so maybe he can't keep straight what happened but i, I just think he gets feel bored. like yeah the third he book is like, like not as good for me yeah. like yeah. The, this was not as good as the other 99 fear streets the third cheerleaders was not as good the third saga book was not as good like every time we've read a trilogy the third one is the worst one for me and that's I like this not one better than the second one. Yeah. Of ninety nine Fear Street. I liked this one better just because I care about the Frasers more than I cared about right. whatever the hell I that thought guy's it was. I it was a cool concept of the movie. Agreed. I was it was yeah. unexpected for me. Like And it was I think that it this one did a similar thing to the first one where everything was happening quick enough that they didn't really have well, they should have gotten the hell out from the beginning. Right. Other than that, there was no time for any reactions. It was just boom, boom, boom. It just wasn't enough death. People yeah. need to die more. People need oh, to die. Definitely. Yeah, it just, the ending needed a little bit, bit to be a little bit more for me, but like, yeah. my last, the second book I did not like. Yeah, I mean, it, it would have been better if it was a duology. Like, we didn't need right. that second book, and there was nothing, like, once again. There was no relation. And you know what? It would have been so much better if Cody had found James's body in this book. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Why was that not in this book? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That yeah. would have been heart-wrenching if we had had to see yeah. that. And yeah. it yeah. didn't happen. If there Agreed. was going to be a second book, there needed to be, like, a thread that, like, right. the, first, the first... The only thread is Callie. Callie, like... Yeah, because Callie... Haunting... Yeah, but Rant and be like that family needed to be connected somehow in with the yeah. story. It was just like okay, another family. Or something else. Something else that was revealed in that book. Like they talked about the two souls stuff. They talked about the tree. They talked about possession. Like there was lots of different plot points that was introduced that I thought were going to come into play in the finale, and it didn't. Agreed. that's why like there's so many plot points that bob just dropped and didn't right. make good on 100 percent agree they should have brought that two souls thing in yeah but then again they should have developed that two souls thing a lot more in the second one so yeah. i'm just um, the blood tree man that was so interesting i wanted to you learn this tree. No, I I the blood the tree, tree too. was the reason i thought the tree was the reason that the house no, was it's just evil. like the walls bleed the trees but bleeding bleed. trees are such a horror thing and usually there's a reason for the bleeding tree yeah it's just like in the shining when the thing when the elevator's open and the blood pours out it's just like a scary thing that happens because like everything in this like 
in this yard, this property is just fucked up. It's just one more thing to be something scary. The tree too much into it. The tree should have tried to kill somebody, a la Poltergeist, with the little well, yeah, like when I he tries to when the tree tries to kill the little boy in Poltergeist. That definitely should have been a thing. Oh, and you know what else? This would have been a little less realistic movie wise, but this should not have been a Hollywood studio. If this was an indie film from the beginning, so it's got a really tight yeah. budget, and yeah. if they were all forced to stay on the property, mm-hmm. like they didn't have the budget for hotels, they were all going to stay on the property. They were all in their trailers. They were all in their trailers, right. and shit just happened yeah. constantly. That Much better. Yeah. And if they had like a limited crew, they had a lit, you know, they, this was an indie an indie movie, very tight budget, would have made everything better. Yeah, I agree. I want to fix this book. Yeah, it, it's fixable, though. I mean, It is. It's There's so many good I ideas like in idea it. I the idea of the movie thing, because I wasn't expecting that this trilogy to go that way. That Agreed. I liked Cody coming back to, you know, release her sister mm-hmm. um, and getting closure. I liked the idea of her needing that closure. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good ideas in here. I wish in the mm-hmm. first book, like, when she saw her sister in the window, that her sister, like, that, like she knew her sister was trapped. And yes. She, like, I feel like it would have made more sense her coming back. Like, yeah. I'm to free my sister. Like, because it was just like, oh, I promised her I'd come back. For what, though? To say hi? Yeah, that's kind of what it seemed like. She didn't have a plan there. Right. Like, it should have been like, I know my sister's stuck in this house. Like, you know, or what? I don't know. She should have either been clued into what the house's plans were. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she should have been, like, feeling the evil and hearing the house. Like, you know, yeah. what the, like, know that the house was, like, trapping her sister. Or she should have ha- seen her sister in the window and her sister was like, help me. I'm stuck in here. Like, or whatever. And she was like, I have to go back. Do you know? All right. So this is not a thing that would have ever happened when this book was written in the 90s. But if this book was written today, it wouldn't be a movie. It would be paranormal investigators doing a show, bringing her back. Like, that's what this would be. Instead of a movie, yeah. going on Ghost Hunters or something. Oh, yeah, like a reality show. Yeah, yeah. like a reality yeah. show. That wasn't a thing in the 90s, no. so it would have never, like, that couldn't have been something he'd write about because that mm. wasn't. No, but that would be cool if she was, like, coming back to do this. So, well, did you count? Yeah. So, there was one sweater, one kill. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Cody and Rob were the romantic connection. Uh, obviously, the Fear Street connection was 99 Fear Street. Um, the plate, there wasn't any places, just River Ridge. River Ridge, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that was it. The dated references, I have crimped hair, <laughs> uh, a VC, the VCR at the end, and then Winona Ryder was mentioned, like, as... As, like, a teenage yeah. possibility. Yeah. Which... Yeah. What was this, 94? Yeah. 92. 90, no, 94. I thought it was 94. Oh, I thought you said 92 Yeah, then I said, then I said, never mind, I mean 94. What was Winona Ryder in in 94? Reality Bites. Was that 94? Mm, I thought that was later. Mm, I was pretty young. Oh. Little Women. 90 was oh, Edward I love Little Women. Little Women. Bram Stoker's came out in 92. You're right. Reality Bites was 94. I thought that was like 96 or 7. Mm, Lisa Lowe. Oh, That's sure. So That's true. Like, Little Women was also 94, so no. I was right, too. This, 
Honestly, this was Winona Ryder's, like, heyday. Peak Winona. Yeah. I agree. She should have, it should have been Winona in this. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Uh, no recurring characters. The fashion. Okay, wait. There were chinos again, Ugh. which, whatever that is. They're, like, and branded khakis, khakis, right? Yeah, yeah. And loafers with no socks. Oh, uh, I remember that was a thing. Yeah. And then there were blue light brown bike shorts. Yeah. So, there's that. So your PSA is don't go into, ba- into the basement. Don't go in the basement. <laughs> I like it. I mean, I have a creepy basement, so... I do laundry down there. That's I don't about go in my it. basement unless I have to do laundry. That's it. And I yeah. just go down, put it in, and I come right back up. My laundry's yeah. not in the basement. And it has to be full daylight. Right. And my, like, I'm in the process of moving mine upstairs. So. Yeah, I have a laundry room. Mine's yeah. not in the basement, so that's nice. I'm moving my kitchen into my dining room and my laundry room into my kitchen. Oh, so you're losing your dining room? Yes. Because I have, like, a really big dining room, and it's just kind of pointless. So do we have ratings? Uh, yeah, I do. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I give it four out of five, and this is only because I really like the premise. Uh, four out of five, no more garbage disposal scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie, do you have a rating? Yep. Um, I give it three out of six dropped plot points. Where are the rules for your ratings? <laughs> there were six plot points. <clears throat> there were six dropped plot points. One, shape-shifting Callie. Two, Hankers and Mrs. Nordstrom. Three, the town historian. Where was he? Four, Mr. Lorry. How did he become a rat person? Five, why is the house so haunted? And six, the blood tree. <laughs> but I explained to the blood tree, and I, we know why the house is haunted, because of the graves, and the historian already played his part in the second or first book. He told he told them what was going on. That's all he was needed for. They're making a movie. Do you not think the town historian would be part of this movie? Oh, this no. is his bread and butter. No. no, here's the thing. He wouldn't, because he knows the law. You don't talk about shady side to people outside of shady side. Right. I don't know, man. I feel like he no, would have been all about so it. Basically, you have you're three out of three. <laughs> you're raining. Because I reject three of your <laughs> Then it's one out of three. Okay. Um I give it three out of five Nickelodeon slimes. Ooh, good. <laughs> I wanted to give it a higher one, but I just couldn't. So, uh, what else are we watching, reading, listening to? So, I, okay. I'm reading a book called Swipe Right for Murder by Derek Millman. Sounds fun. It's like a, it's sort, it's like a catch me if I, if you can kind of book. It's like a chase sort of like. It's really fast-paced. It's, like, about this kid who, um, he is, like, on a dating app, and he, like, hooks up with this guy, and then when he wakes up, the guy's dead, and there's, like, a secret society of people that are, like, think that he's their, like, their... God? No, like, he's, like, their 
like Messiah, a guy that's the connection, like the guy, like he's supposed to deliver something to them. And they're like, where's the thing? You know? And he's like, what thing? And then it's like, if you don't give us the thing, then we're going to like kill you too. So he's like on the run and it sounds cool. Is it good? It is good. And then like, meanwhile, like all this, it's like a terrorist group. And meanwhile, all these terrorists, they're putting on terrorist acts. Like people are dying, like stuff's happening around the country and it's them. So he's like trying to figure out what the fuck am I going to do? Cause these people kill people. Jesus. Yeah. So like right for murder. Yeah. What, what did I call it? I said it was like Dexter. Yes. It was like, catch me if you can, but Dexter. Yeah. I'm here for because, it. Because, okay, because the terrorist organization is like, it's a group, it's like some, it's a gay terrorist organization that kills people that like are against gay rights. So they go around and like, they're using technology to like blow up, like stop people's like, uh, like heart. Uh, oh, they're the pacemakers, which is totally a thing that you could do. Yeah. And, um, stuff like that. And, or like messing with their OnStar. And, like, also taking, a thing. Yeah. So <laughs> they're like hacking into people's like OnStar and medical things. And if they're like, like the senators or like that lady that wouldn't like bake the cake for the gay couple, yeah. they like kill her and stuff like that. So it's sort of like, and so he's gay, and he's, like, wrestling with this, like, oh, my God, like, these people are, like, this terrorist organization is bad, but also, like, these people suck. So why do I care about them? I mean, that can be, so it's, I struggled with it just because, like, I'm sorry. I don't, I understand those people are not great people, but, but I don't think it's your right to go out and do that. Yeah. Like, let's I, handle I, this, like, let's handle this with, like, the law. So the lady went and baked the cake. We took her, they took her to court, right. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, let's do that. No, that makes me like this book. I like that he's struggling. Yeah, I like yeah, that he's yeah. like, no, I agree. Yeah. You agree with their stance. You disagree with, with their methods. Me- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. their methods are crazy. But he takes a little bit too long for me to, like, to come along, to come up to that. Like, well, like, I feel like, like I get why it would take him longer than yeah. you because he's been pers- personally, this is something that affects him personally. Right. So I get that it would take him longer. I know, but I just, I can't see myself like. And there are certain people where I'm like, oh, I am very sorry that I am not as sad that you were dead now. Mm-hmm. I guess. I just, it, he just took longer than I felt. He should have. Yeah. It just felt icky to me a little bit. But I liked everything else. It just, cool. I was just like, come on, dude. Like, I get it, but no. Not cool. You can't be... Not only that, but, like, I don't think that everybody knew right away. Like, they didn't put out a message. So, like, it was, like, causing, like, a hysteria in the world. Oh, like, people so they were getting, like, we did people this People because... were freaked out. No, they didn't, like... So they're not even good terrorists. No. <laughs> I mean, they sent out a tweet. With a swan, but like, who knows what that is? I don't know what that means. Right, because that was their like logo, but like nobody knew what this organization was. So I just <laughs> feel like people were like, it was like causing like mass hysteria, and I didn't like that either. But I mean, it was very fast paced, so it wasn't boring at all, and you know, it just definitely went on a little too long. It was a long book. And they wanted to, like, tell you every last detail. Oh. Uh, like, that at the end. Like, just kept going, you know, okay, it's over. Like, why are you keeping telling me things? Just, like, one of those. 
Are you watching or listening to anything? I am watching... I finished, like, the third season of Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, me yeah, too. Did you guys all finish that? Yep. Not yet. What? Soon. Soon. Well, first I have to... I had to finish my Veronica Mars rewatch, and then I had to watch the new episodes of Veronica Mars, and then I got what deep... What were doing in- last month? Yeah. Still doing it. Still doing it. <laughs> Still doing it. And also... The- I got... Then the new episodes of Queer Eye came out, which is what I'm watching now. What? No, you should have put that after no. Stranger Things. What are but you doing? Queer Eye's really good to watch while I'm working because I don't have to focus on anything, so I can just like have it as background noise. I work. You don't have home. to focus on Stranger Things either. At, I, least not, at least not this season. You didn't like you know? it? I had some problems with it. Well, I'll talk about that. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. Yeah. So, what are you reading and watching, Cassie? Um, Queer Eye and <laughs> Veronica Mars still because I saw a spoiler and I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't finish or like I'm re- watching it very, very slowly because I don't want this thing to happen that I know is going to happen. Me too, Cass, um, me too. Yeah, so that's what I'm watching. Um, and then reading, I just finished, um... House of Salt and Sorrow by Aaron Craig, which um, I thought was going to be a very different book, uh, but it was good. I really liked it. It's just the problem with it was I think it wasn't sure what it wanted to be. Like when it first started, it was like this really creepy, gothic murder mystery vibes. So the main character lives on an island where her father's like the duke like he's he's the like person in charge of the island and she has 12 sisters and her mother died in childbirth and she has a stepmom and um they are um it's like a retelling of the 12 dancing princesses i think it's called um but so, so there's 12 sisters and uh, they keep dying. So there's this idea that the family's cursed because ever since the mom died in childbirth, the rest of the daughters keep dying and there's a curse on the family. And there's these like creepy like ghost type ghost story type vibes where like she sees one of the sisters and she thinks it's because she needs to solve the murder and find out what actually happened because they made it look like a suicide but she knows it was murder and i was like really down for that for the gothic ghost story vibes yeah and then halfway through the book they switched and made it into like this portal fantasy type thing where there, it's like more of the retelling aspect, which the the twelve dancing princesses is uh, the the princesses keep going through their shoes really fast, and the the king can't find out why they every night come wake up with like busted up shoes, and he has to keep buying them shoes. So they He's find so pissed about it too. Yeah. So they find out that they've been like dancing, going to these parties and celebrating every night. So in, there was like this twist. The fey world. They're going to like the fey right. world to do this. 
Yeah. So that was like then the shift that like it became about that and the like going to these dances and finding out um, like that there, there was like a masquerade and all this other stuff to it. And I was like, yo, what happened to the ghost murder mystery? And I wish it just stuck very closely to that. It did in the end um kind of bring the two together to get a like cohesive conclusion and i really liked the ending but the middle was just not interesting and it like like i read the first quarter very very quickly the middle half very very slowly and then the last quarter the last third in like four hours so it was like pacing wise all over the place but it was interesting and I liked it so it was definitely like the beginning was really creepy and and the ending was creepy too once you found out what exactly like why she was seeing her dead Is there sister any ghost makeouts no ghost makeouts okay, then, I'm, then I'm good with it ghost makeouts I don't like when people make out with ghosts Nope. No okay. ghost makeout sesh. Every time there's ghosts in a book, I'm always like, I need to know up front. There's going to be a ghost romance here because oh, I'm out. Did you guys ever read those mediator books that came out in like the early 2000s? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's definitely Making all about... Making ghosts? Well, I don't... <laughs> I, eventually, but she's definitely got a thing for um, this one specific ghost. It's like Twilight, but make it ghosts. Right, no, I don't like that. Uh, these were better than Twilight. I don't like it. Despite the making out with ghost part, the rest of it is pretty good. Yeah. That's what Michelle doesn't like, Twilight, but make it ghosts. Right, I don't like that. It's not, it's not really that. Most of it is her, like, the idea is she can see ghosts, and even more so, ghosts are corporeal to her. So it's like, she is, she's basically Buffy for ghosts. She has to, like kick their asses out of here and be like, go into the light. And sometimes they're nice about it and other times not so much. So she beats up ghosts in like every book. Yeah. <laughs> Those were pretty good. Anyway. Yeah. I, I just, it all started with this one book because she was making out with everybody, including ghosts. And I was just like, nah, nah, I'm not, I'm not down for that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mia? Well, I have been reading, um, Michelle brought me back the Buffy, new Buffy comics from Boom Studios. She brought me back volume one. So I read all of that, which was awesome because I had already read the first like three or four issues, but this was up through issue six, I think. So there were still some that I hadn't read yet. And I know I've talked about this before, but only reboot I'm ever accepting because it's so good. Is it? It's so good. It's yeah, so, it's, it's like Buffy, good. but slightly not. It's like yeah. weird in, in so I many good ways. I was impressed by how much they look like the yeah. artist. Like it's okay. very good. I do have one thing to complain about. In the last two issues, I don't know if the artist changed or what. Probably. Art looks so different and I don't mm. like it. I, it, I feel like I feel like K right now because I'm complaining about the art in a comic yeah. book. That but happens to me all the time. I feel that so hard. Rat Queens did that and I was pissed. Well, they switch Rat Queens like restarted the whole thing because there was like problems with pu- publishing and the writers and there was a bunch of issues there. Well, I like the original yeah, I feel Rat like Queens. Art has to have the same 
If you have to have the same artist, because if you don't, it's a different feel. Yeah, for sure. I really hate that they switched artists, and I hope it goes back. Because I don't, if it had started with that new artist, maybe it would have been okay. Although maybe not, because I don't love it. Um, It's too cartoony. Mm -hmm. It feels really, really cartoony, where I feel like the first artist felt more lifelike, like more, more realistic. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like, they keep making, the new issues, they keep having these weird, like, facial expressions, and their eyes are too big for their face, and it's creeping me out. (laughs) Yeah, not a fan. But the story itself is still really good, and I love it. What was the issue I brought you, the original? You brought me volume one, which had the first six issues. So, that one, it, like, I liked it because it kind of looked like it was actual pictures of the actors that were, like, put under, like, a... Yeah, like some sort of like the artist what it's called. was so like, good. What's that called when you like take out the light? Oh, um, of like in like a photo. Yeah, like you're muting the colors. Yeah, like, I don't um, know. It looked like you know, you know how when you like play with something in like uh, like a Photoshop type thing, and like you push something, and all of a sudden like everything's like pink. Yeah, like all the lines, like, are pink it, and like it's under a filter, right? And that's like sort of how it looked. It looked like very like magazine-ish. Yeah, and I like that. The first, all the illustrations are in the first four issues are amazing. Yeah. So, um, so really, really good. Can't wait for more. Hope they go back to the original illustrator. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. I doubt it. Um, Can I? Oh, what are you watching? And then. I am listening to what I'm going to assume, if she listens to it, is going to be Michelle's new favorite podcast, because I'm listening to Go Bayside, which is basically us, but for Saved by the Bell. Oh my god, it's called Go Bayside? It's called Go Bayside. I've only listened to the first three episodes. But good? Oh yeah, so it's it's one girl, and then she brings on, um, yes. Mm-hmm. And some of them have watched it. Some of them haven't. It does like, it's not like a theme. It's just like people she can get to come guest star on it. They right. watch, they watch an episode and then they do exactly what we do. Oh, I like it. And it's so good. Yeah, especially since Save by the Bell, you don't have to like watch it in order or anything. Yeah, you know? although she's watching it in DVD order, yeah. which apparently is not in like aired order. Oh, so so she's not starting with like wake. Up no, they, they didn't do, uh, yeah, they didn't do Wake Up Miss Bliss. They started with Saved by the Bell. Okay. There should be a podcast for, uh, Good Morning Miss Bliss. Morning, That's Miss it. Good Morning Miss Bliss. There should be a I'm podcast. I'm thinking of Wake that. Up San Francisco. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm picturing Danny Tanner trying to, like, teach Zach Morris a lesson. Oh, Lord. And oh, now no. Stephanie Tanner is dating Zach Morris. In real life? No, I'm oh. just making that up. <laughs> That's just oh. what's going on in my I head. I thought that's what you were saying, too. I was like, what? That would be amazing, but that's just what's going on in my, oh my head. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> so. Do we have anything else? Anything uh, else? I will, can, I tell, can I tell you what Cole's reading right now and loving? Yes. Can that be a new thing? Yeah. He's <laughs> 11. So uh, he is reading Lumberjanes. Yay! He's obsessed with Yay! it. Yay! Yeah. Those artists change too. <laughs> you know what? Do don't hate it though. Really, I don't like it as much. No, I like Noel Richardson or he's Stevenson. He's read the first three, and he's like, "I love this!" Yay! Yeah. I'm so glad he loves it because I love them so much. He's like, "Why have I not read this until now?" Seriously, I, know. I don't think I bought it for my um, cousins, and I don't know if they loved it as much because they haven't said anything about it. 
he's also reading uh, some graphic novel that like Joe Hill wrote. Walking Key? Yeah, he's wearing that. Is that oh. Is that like above his like age group? It's I, like, it's gory. Yeah. It's real. It can be very gory. Well, he read the first one and he said he wanted the second one. All right. So I got it. I don't know. Yes, he does. He have problems with scary things. Mm, he used to, but I think he's like well, he's like eleven now. Yeah, so I think he's like, all right, he might be okay. There isn't really like, there's not really sexual content, but there's a lot of violence. Yeah. Um, oh, it's very very violent. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm sure he knows. Like kids that age, they know what their yeah, rights yeah. are. Like you know, like I would read a book, right? Was, like an adult book when I was in like sixth grade, and I knew if it was like, yeah. I was you know, people don't give kids enough credit. Oh no! You know kids, what I mean? Kids if know when some if either if they don't understand it, they usually don't go like thinking and like, looking right. into it. They just like skim over it because there's a lot of things that happened in movies and books that when I was older, I was like, "Holy shit! I didn't even know that what that was." Yeah, and I didn't care what that was. All right. Well, that's all we have for this time. Next month, we're reading the cheerleaders, the third whole evil, evil. almost the third before. evil, <laughs> yeah. the third in the cheerleaders trilogy. Yes, I'm excited to go back to cheerleaders. Yep, me too. Let's see what Corky and Kimmy have been up to. Mm-hmm. Probably murdering people. And going on dates with Ricky Shore. Yes. Yeah. No to the first, yes to the second. Uh, pretty sure it's the opposite there. Pretty sure. It's definitely not. Well, you will all have to listen to the next episode to see which one of us is right. But until next time... Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Fear Street Podcast. Check out our blog at fearstreetpodcast.blogspot.com. And remember, come to Fear Street and you're dead.